0: Hey, friends, my name is Ruckstar, editor and chief of Raving Lunatic Media. I'm here to talk to you today about ads. Whoa, 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 Ruckstar. Ads? Are you guys like selling out finally? No, 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 dear viewer. We are just going to be showing our support to the amazing shows here on Raving Lunatic Media, like Sci-Fi Malady, Zodiac Task Force, Why You Should, and the backlogs of the Casatorium, with more to come out in the next calendar year. If you want these shows without these annoying breaks in the middle, you can follow the link in any of the bios of the shows or on our Discord, Raving Lunatic Media. You'll be brought to a subscription page, which will help support your favorite creators, us. Enjoy the show and stay crazy, lunatics. on. should a show where i tell you why you should simple concept right on today's show we are going to be reviewing norigami season one and with me like always it's that spencer dougie what's up spence hey everybody how's it going
1: uh i'm going pretty i'm doing pretty good Uh, i wasn't wasn't asking you i was asking them the important ones in this relationship
0: who is them The listeners, dude.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking to the government. Nah, 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 nah. I don't talk to birds. (laughs) (laughs) How's your face hole doing, Spencer? Uh, So I just got my wisdom teeth out like two days ago. So it's not bad. Just I might be slurring a couple words here and there, not being able to speak as loud as usual. but You're going to be saying racial slurs? What? That's not loud on this podcast. It's weird. Once you get your wisdom teeth out, since our wisdom's gone, you just start being super racist
0: you just turned into a racist
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys wisdom's gone now i'm a
0: racist yeah
1: all common sense everything is just gone so you can't control yourself anymore
0: exactly um so today like i said we're reviewing norigami season one um honestly norigami ranks pretty high up there uh In my anime rankings, it's probably in my top 10. Uh, It just barely doesn't make my top 5, I would say. Um, But I wanted to do this one because I love Norigami, and I really wanted to get to Season 2 of Norigami because of the banger intro that happens in Season 2, and I just love that intro. Um, So, I wanted to ask you, Spencer, what did you like remember from norigami before you watched it because it's been a little bit since i watched it and there were a few things that i was like oh i don't really remember a
1: whole bunch of this stuff um let's see the biggest things that stood out um one of the big things is that i totally thought that season one ended in the middle like, I got halfway yeah. through it, and I'm like, oh, I thought this was what all of season one was for some reason. Yeah. Um, like, the point when, um, what's-his-face? Oh, man, I'm Ukraine. forgetting his names. Yeah, when he gets, like... Exercised. Yeah, basically. That's, that's when, when I, I thought, thought season too. one ended. But I was totally wrong, because that's halfway through the season. <laughs> and then it yeah. ends with the other part which i was totally thinking was season 2. So yeah. that's probably the biggest thing that like threw me off was just the timeline there.
0: Yeah, the the thing that really surprised me was when it kept going. I was like, "Oh, i'm only like on episode like 8 right now." <laughs> yeah, yep. Um one of the other big things that i remember or I guess that I misremembered is that um, I didn't think that Yukine was a sword for some reason. Like my brain was just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought Yukine was a scythe for some reason. Like just in my brain, I was like, yeah, Yukine is a scythe. He was not a scythe at all. Okay. I don't
1: remember why. Huh? I thought you just thought he was just like a normal character. And the guy just had a no, like no, no, short. No. I was like, really? That's like a big part of, <laughs> part yeah, of the yeah. thing. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I remember that he was a... Um, like a weapon. Oh, what What are they called? They have like a specific name for them. Uh, I'm blanking on it right now, but he is one of um A regalia. He's a regalia. Yeah. Um, I just didn't remember what weapon he was. He could have been a nunchuck for all I knew at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. But we're gonna go ahead we're gonna hop into a synopsis and you might be wondering matt um who's doing the synopsis today well last week's episode i told spencer he was going to do it uh and he actually did it and i'm very happy because i am excited to sit back and relax so spencer
1: you want to go ahead and intro this yeah yeah we'll we'll see how well i do here and if i can get through this whole thing without completely stumbling over myself i believe in you all right So here's the synopsis for Noragami. After being dumped by a knife, the minor god Yato turns to vandalism to try and sell himself. I mean, his, his services. I mean, he needs money. Anyways, we're then introduced to a girl named Hiyori, who has just come to the shocking realization she's single and has no love life. After this groundbreaking discovery, she runs in front of a bus to flirt with the first guy she sees and dies. Well, kinda dies. After rethinking her life choices and discovering she can cosplay as a cat, she decides to follow the only chance at true love she has, a dude in a tracksuit selling himself to anyone for five Yet, Now that they have known each other for like two days, they decide to adopt a child. Hioria spends a full day frantically trying to kidnap some kids. Then, after doing so, she calls her beloved, only to find out the top candidate she finds ends up being, quote, a twisted ball of curses and emotions. Yato decides the best course of action is to use a young boy with a emo- Issues as a sword and beats the crap out of Hiori's he candidate for adoption. They name this kid Yukine. After fanboying over a real god named Tenji and running into Yado's ex, they fight some monsters and find out Yado has a girlfriend, Kofuku Ebisu. But she has a boyfriend. But wait, are they dating? Oh Yado's using her for the money. Now I get it. Anyways, Yukine hits his rebellious phase and starts thinking bad thoughts about mommy, while Yato deals with a crazy lady named Bishamon who uses her kids for clothing. Oh yeah, and Yato's long-washed child named Nora shows up, but he tells her he's still looking for the milk. Yato starts dying because Yukine's pervy thoughts, a cat girl in a shower scene later, and... Ooh, wait. A cat girl and a shower scene later, and bam, everyone bands together to beat the crap out of Yukine for being a bad boy. Yukine apologizes. Yori and Yato are now in a serious debt because they asked their friends for help. A family date to the festival and a few near-death experiences later, and Yori forgets who Yato is. So Yato draws a picture book and chases some old guy, who's a god Yato used to know, and Nora, to try and fix Yori's memories because Nora put them in a marble. After Hiori's memories seem to be destroyed, she gives Yato a good sniff and remembers how she loves sweaty men in tracksuits, which not only gives her her memories back, but also turns. Yato on, so he decides to be a real man and cut a tree down. Bad guy dies, everyone flirts. Yuri and Yato's fair to be get together forever. The end.
0: That's the best. That was really good. Why, thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The, the, But Yato still hasn't gotten the milk yet. <laughs> oh, I love that part too. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: there were a couple of lines in there that got me go. you're going to have to send that to me so I can, yeah, I I can read it on I will. my own yeah. that was hilarious <laughs> I liked that a lot But that is essentially what Noragami Season 1 is. It's it's a lot of fun. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun. And we are going to rank our top three characters and our top three episodes. We'll be right back after a word from the sponsors. Howdy! My name is Libra. I'm the fourth wall breaking, charming, handsome and awesome comic relief character on Zodiac Task Force. A show here on Raven Lunatic Media.
2: Hi, my name is Faye Iriam and I'm the other fourth wall breaking, charming, handsome and awesome comic relief character on Zodiac Task Force. A show here on Raven Lunatic Media.
0: You know, we haven't really gotten to interact on the show. You seem like a legit dude. You know,
2: we really haven't interacted. And the best part about the ad universe is no one can fact check us unless they watch the show. Sounds like a
0: win-win to me. Now that I'm getting a closer look at you, you're a
2: pretty good-looking dude. You're not too bad yourself, Argon. The showrunners really got you right when they made you. I could get lost for days in those eyes. Mm, wake up, Miriam!
1: Well, bless
0: your heart. If you want more of this handsomeness, then you can go check out Zodiac Task Force wherever you listen to podcasts. How are they going to see how handsome we are if
2: they can only listen to the show?
0: Our silky voices, silly. That's how you hook them. <gasps> You're right! Go listen now! How was silly voices await? silly no 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 I said silky no we can't end like that give us another take you're all a bunch of bags.
2: hi you don't know me but I'm the creator of a walk with ghost. A Walk With Ghost is an audio drama where we hear the legend of a stranger being told to a radio host. A good-looking radio host. (laughs) Right, a good-looking radio host. Who only tells the best news and gets the best stories. Do, Do you want to do this? Yes, let the professional do it. In this story, you will hear about life and love, death and birth, beautiful moments and somber occasions... You may reconsider your thoughts as the story is told from multiple people, and you will hear many stories. Plus, as the main character of the show, you get to hear my lovely voice. I'll take it from here. You can listen to it on all audio outlets. A Walk With Ghost is a 45-part drama series. Keep moving forward. And
0: we're back on Why You Should... Thank you for listening, uh, if you are just joining us, which it would be weird if you were just joining us, uh, we are listening, or we are reviewing Norigami Season 1, uh, we just heard an amazing synopsis from Spencer, and, uh... We're about to start ranking our our characters now, I went pretty basic with my three, and I kind of regret it because after your synopsis, there were a couple characters in there that I was like, "Oh man, they should get a little bit of love, uh, I, mean, so I don't sound know if they will. <laughs> yeah you made them sound a little bit cooler <laughs> um so we're gonna do this how we normally do it i'm gonna let you go first spencer um okay. who is your number three character from norigami
1: my number three character is nora i'm glad you said her yeah i'm very glad you said her i really like her as a character Like, anytime she comes to the screen, always something interesting is happening. She's super mysterious. You're always, like, trying to figure out exactly, like, who she is, what her motives are. She's kind of, like, always there in the background. You're like, is this from her? Is this something else? Like, it's just a very interesting character. Yeah. She's she's a cool character. I love how they
0: uh, implement just, like, a... a, um, little water droplet before you see her as well yes i think that's really cool just like a little and then you're like oh Nora's here yeah it's a super cool thing that you can do with the characters just give them like a little sound cue or give them something that it's like oh whenever you hear this you know that character is going to show up um and i don't think a lot of these shows utilize it which i think is a uh, uh a mistake um But Nora is a great character. I love Nora. Yeah, that's my third one. What's yours? I'm curious. (laughs) My number three is Hiyori. Um... So, like I said, I'm going pretty basic. I think Hiyori had some cool moments. Um, I loved that they that she kind of forgot Yato towards the end. I thought that was a really cool twist yeah. of events. Yep. I thought Hiyori was pretty funny uh, throughout the entire show, and she kind of had this innocence about her throughout the entire show while dealing with a god and a boy who turns into a sword. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and obviously slipping in and out of consciousness that was a a funny thing as well um i just thought hyori was a solid character all around i don't think she really shines as a main character but i think she does really well as like a side b character okay Okay. Uh, what are what are your thoughts? On, or well, I'll, I'll let you do your number two. Unless
1: you have unless you don't have Hiyori on your list, then no, I'll let you no. talk. About Hiyori is my number two. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm just going to go straight into it. Um, I think she's a great character. Um, I think she has a lot of really funny moments, and she's kind of it's an interesting role she plays because. She's there to like help the main characters get through everything, right? Like without yeah. her, like Yato and everybody else would be kind of lost at this point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and she there's a lot of really funny moments. Like when at the beginning when she was talking about the wrestling thing. Yeah. And then later on when she's like fighting that first monster and does like the kick thing. like pulls a wrestling move out that was hilarious I don't know why it was just I was dying laughing at that part
0: yeah (laughs) there were a couple moments like that where I was like she just turns into this like MMA fighter and you're just like
1: oh yeah like what (laughs) where'd that come from
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah I think I think she's a solid character there was a lot of weird fan service that went on with her though I thought (laughs) which bumped her down a little bit for me
1: yeah it's weird because like it's like not fan service but like you're gonna sit here
0: you're gonna sit here and tell me that the scene while she is uh in the bathroom as as the cat girl with soap barely covering over her
1: butt you're gonna tell me that that's not fan (laughs) service that's the thing it's like weird like it's not normal like fan service stuff i feel like like they were trying to make it not but like it kind of still is do you get what i'm saying with it no not at all <laughs> okay because uh, like i feel like when they're doing like normal fan service stuff like i feel like it's a lot more like intentionally being fan service like in this one you could be like you could almost be like yeah that was just a scene like it still is... I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense with that at all. Mm.
0: But yeah, I, a little bit more, I guess. I can yeah. see where you're coming from. I still think it's fan service at the end of the day. Um, I think... <laughs> I think, uh, there, there was like, I think the one scene, I think it's in like episode two or something where she is literally just, she like puts the cat ears on like while she's in the, in the bathroom. Like that is I, in my brain. That is very clearly fan service. I honestly but, don't
1: remember that scene.
0: It's, uh, I'm not going to explain it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep,
0: go rewatch good. it or yeah, don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> either one moving on to my number two. <laughs> uh my number two is yukine i thought yukine was a awesome character i thought he perfectly describes what a teenager is um at least like a rebellious one who's probably going through some head trauma at this point Um, mentally, not, like, physically had trauma. You know, Maybe a little bit of that, too, being swung around like a sword. Um, But I think that he was a solid character. I loved how he was used throughout the entire show. Loved the scenes like, as he's being rebellious. I thought that him being kind of this, just this kid who's going through something was extremely relatable, and I thought that worked extremely well for the show. Um, There were, like, it almost shows as like temptations and I could I can see a lot of uh mirroring between this and like and and Christianity a bit like the temptations that you feel as a as a normal human um that the bible speaks about and you see like oh the lust you see the the uh the stealing you steal you see all that stuff so it's like oh that's cool so I loved Yukine as a character and he lands at my number two
1: Yeah, so the reason I think I liked him a lot in this one, um, is because, like, they do show him struggling with a lot of things, right? Like, I feel like they could have, you know, like, a lot of times they'll just go in and be like, oh, this guy's gonna be a sword, and he's just gonna be, yeah, there, and then they have all this stuff craziness happen, and, you know, whatever happens. But, like, he's struggling with what he's actually turned into, like, he's, you know not human anymore like everybody's ignoring him there's all this stuff that's going on and I think that they did that really well because it would have like really sucked if they just you know had him be a sword and that was that you know what I mean Yeah, and you can kind of see that towards
0: the end, too, when he, like, takes the coloring book from Yato and he, like, draws in the last page and he goes up to Hiyori and he's like, yeah, and this is our our family. And you could even see, like, as, like, he, like, goes and he's looking at Yato's drawings and they're, like, works of art and he's, like, really nervous to show the last page because he drew it. And that's, like, something a kid does. Like, that, like, these writers knew how to portray, like, a a self-conscious kid, which was super cool. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, "Yeah, this is what he would do, like if he was nervous mm-hmm. like that. So it's it's just super super cool. I thought that the writers did his character extremely well.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Was he your was he your number one, or who was your number one?
1: My number one is Yato. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he's think just there's awesome. any other character. That, yeah, he's just awesome. could have been number one. <laughs> he's like hilarious, but there's also like that whole mysterious side to him of like what did he do in his past like who is this guy really yeah um and then there's you know there's the whole romance aspect to it which i love as well um which is kind of funny at the same time Yeah. um and he's just i don't know he's a really cool character i just love him
0: Yeah, I remember watching... So, Yato is also my number one. I remember when I first watched this show, I remember episode one, I already fell in love with Yato. From that first, like, this is the land of the rising sun, and I went, oh, this guy's awesome. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he does, like, the little Aaron Yeager, like... Uh, if you've seen Attack on Titan, he does like this cool thing with the kunai, like um, to that first like snake like monster uh, where he like crisscrosses all of the like over the snake. It's super cool. Um, and the, with the romance part of it, I was all when I remember when I was first watching it, I was always really confused. I was like, what does Yato view Hiyori as? Because Hiyori's this little high school girl. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah (laughs)
0: and yato is an immortal god (laughs) um and you kind of like get to see a bit more of it in season two and kind of like a cool like mirror of it with some of bishamon's regalias as well yeah uh, which i thought was really cool um but i loved yato i loved how he was like he didn't just say everything up front i thought he was a kind uh i thought he was a kind character as well uh with how he was like treating yukine where like yukine is just constantly hurting him and he's just like no i'm not gonna do anything until it's absolutely necessary and this guy's like on the verge of death and he's just like no i have to save yukine i have to save yukine and yeah. i'm a i'm a big sucker for like people with uh for like characters with like hero hearts yeah like like who just try to push past and and i think yato is like the perfect example here in season one of it not to mention that that fight at the end between him and um rabbo i believe his name was uh was pretty sick like once 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 uh uh kiyori's memories came back and yato was just like yeah it's time for you to die (laughs) yeah yep yeah, <laughs> so that's my number one as well. I think yeah. that's a good list, though. You want to run down your list again real quick, uh, just for the listeners? My list
1: of... Uh, characters, uh, your three to your one. Oh, okay, yeah. So my number three was Nora, my number two was Hiori, and my number one was Yato for the three tops. Yeah, and I'm going to go kind of the same. Uh, mine was Hiyori,
0: mine was Yukine for number two, and my number one was Yato. Um, I think some other characters that should get an honorable mention uh, Bishamon I think Bishamon was really really good this season Um, I loved Kovku and Daikoku I thought they were really really fun this season They were more just the comedy relief pair Which I think is okay And I think they were used properly in that way um, And then I'll give a little bit of love to Kazuma this season as well Uh, Even though you don't really get to see a lot of him, you mostly get to see him when he's uh, exercising Yukine but I thought he was really, really cool. And you get yeah. to see more of him yeah. next season anyways, so I thought his character just in general was awesome.
1: Yeah, and some of those will probably be in my top three for next season. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> the next season, everything just blows up with some of the, lo- oh, yeah. like the other characters. So. Yeah, I can't wait to do Norigami Season
0: 2, honestly. Yeah. Very very genuinely, I love Norigami Season 2. It is genuinely the best season of Norigami out of the two. <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: it's, it's so good
0: Yeah. do you have any other characters you want to give a quick shout out to um, no I think we
1: had everything think, that I wanted to talk yeah, about I think for we characters
0: can, in season 1 yeah I think we kind of named most of the main ones I guess you could like argue uh, what is his name Tenjin he was kind of ish a main more main character but yeah he um, was just there kind of yeah he was more there than anything but. yeah um so now we are going to do our top three uh episodes um this one i feel like we're gonna gonna go all over the place with it i think there's gonna be one episode that we'll both have in common but i think the other two are like i don't think we will So, I'm gonna go first, uh, with, with my, with mine, if that's okay with you. Yeah, go for it. So, um, the episode that lands at my number three is episode four, uh, which is entitled Where Happiness Lies. Um... This episode starts off with, with Yato, he's like, he has the dream where he's like a god and all the people were worshipping him and stuff, and then he like is talking about all the lucky charms that he bought, like the, the vase and like the, uh, the horseshoe and stuff, and then, uh, they go straight over to Kovku and they meet Kovku and everything, uh, and after they meet Kovku, they kind of figure out that Yato has a past, Uh, which I thought was like a really good introduction to it, like uh, a character from Yato's past telling Hiyori that Yato has a past. Um, You also kind of get the most of like the the flirting between Hiyori and um, uh, Yato in here as well. Um, And then the part that really sells this episode for me is the part where this guy like tries to like kill himself and he jumps off a roof and yato (laughs) yato hiyori yukine and this guy are just falling for like straight up like maybe eight minutes of this episode it's amazing (laughs) yeah um and then also in this episode like also in this episode you get to meet noda for the first time um so and you get like a little bit of of yato's past i but the main part of this episode that that works is the part where these people are just falling off the building for like like eight minutes while this guy's just giving his backstory using Kiyoti's face as a reference (laughs) it's just so fun it's so good it's Uh, so fun and I thought that episode came a lot later than it did too before the show I was like oh I'm trying to find this episode like I can't remember which one it is and Spencer's like oh which one is it and I'm like it's the one where they're falling for a long time he's like oh yeah we were both like oh it's probably like episode like 10 or episode 8 or something it's like episode 4 (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: way off like, of what we were would, thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just feels like so far down the season and I don't I don't know why, but that's my number three episode four.
1: Okay. My third um one is episode nine. Okay. That's the one where they um I don't know, is it technically like exercising? Is that what you would yeah, call it? Yeah. I'm
0: I'm calling it an exorcism. Okay. I think it's like a like a forgiveness of sins type of thing
1: more so. Yeah. Yep. Um but yeah. So that's when that happens. And I just really liked that episode. Um the whole like having him you know finally dealing with all of the stuff that's kind of been building up. And I don't know. I thought it was really cool having everybody come there to help, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were just a couple things in there that were just... Like, it's. it was nice to see, like, everything was kind of building up to the point. And then this happened, and I was like, okay. F- finally, something, like, snapped with it. And it was good to see, like, the good conclusion that was coming to it. And, yeah, like, how thought- they're now bonding and, like, okay with... Like you were saying, too, before, where how... You kind of see how um yato's heart is like really in the right place there too you know he's like yeah. almost dying
0: i know they explain it in season two but like um it's it's cool to kind of see it placed here uh how like the gods can't really do wrong i guess you could say yeah uh yep. That feels extremely blasphemous to say, but the gods can do, like, no wrong. Um, so, like, anything that they do is is the correct thing to do, but, like, once Yukine does it, like, it's bad. But, like, the, the gods, like, they have a special place in their hearts for all of their regalias, so, like, because... The regalia and and Yato share that bond. It's 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 just super cool to see like Yato treat Yukine with respect and with love and care. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's um, my that's my uh, third episode. That's a that's a good one. Um, moving on to my number two, I'm gonna go with episode six, also known as Scary Person. So just a kind of basic rundown of what happens in this episode so we kind of start off the episode with um yukine being depressed and stuff and uh because of this uh he goes and i believe this was the episode right after like they had to kill that little girl um So he's, like, depressed about that. So he kind of goes back to the shopping mall where he saw, like, the the skateboard and stuff, and he steals the skateboard, um, which he knows he's not supposed to do, uh, which affects Yato. Um, He already gets a little bit of time with her friends and stuff, kind of like a normal life update. And then uh, we see Yukine kind of skating down the road, and Yato stops him, I think. Yeah, he, like, steps on the skateboard, if I remember right. And we see like kind of the first example of Yukine like straight up lying to Yato's face uh and already protects him and then the main part of the episode finally you finally see that with lady bishamon and yato they get into a little chase um and then just like this giant awesome fight happens at the end where lady kovku kind of breaks it up with this portal to let all of the uh, people from the far shore through i thought this episode was just super cool it introduces lady bishamon really well because uh, the lord knows I needed Lady Bishamon in my life um, oh, um <laughs> alright alright uh, calm down <laughs> listen man <laughs> Bishamon <laughs> um but I <clears throat> pardon uh. but I thought this episode was really cool I thought it showed kind of our three characters separately um, doing things that it really gave you time to focus on each one of them. Um, more specifically, it gave you time to focus on um, Yukine and how he was feeling uh, becoming a regalia. Um, and it, it's like the pen ultimate like, to what he finally lashes out with. Um, which I'm kind of upset I didn't get to put that episode on here because it is a really good episode, but I didn't get to put that one on here. But just in general, this episode is just fantastic, and I love the fight in it. So, but yeah.
1: Moving on to your number two, sir. So my I number two is go. actually episode four, Where Happiness Lies, which is the same <laughs> yeah. as your um, the one you just said last time so pretty much the same reasons as you went over um i i think it's a great episode and i think the scene where they're falling is unbelievably hilarious it and is. i think that, that it ends in the best way possible where yano's like yo i know who this is and it's <laughs> and it ends up being <laughs> kofku Kofku the whole time which is just like what just happened (laughs) Uh, i think that i didn't i don't think they could have ended that in a better way they couldn't and it's like
0: revealed it's finally revealed that like kofku is a god of poverty too yeah oh this makes sense now yeah yep which doesn't make sense as to why Yatu went to her for for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> but it kind of hey, just shows how aside. poor he is if he's worse off don't than the god of poverty.
0: <laughs> oh, Yatu, the new god of poverty. Yep. That's a good one. Um, but going to my number one, I have my number one is your number three, uh, which is Name. Uh, this is the episode where uh, they have the exorcism and everything I think this episode is genuinely the best episode um, of the season I obviously with it being here at number one um, you kind of see uh, Daikoku going on this journey to try to help save this guy that he doesn't really like all that much or at least that he doesn't admit he likes which I thought was cool kind of giving him a little bit more shine Uh, you also see um what's your face uh Hiori going to kazuma and i really love kazuma as a character um so i thought giving him some shine uh doing this like exorcism was was awesome um and it all kind of culminates in this just amazingly tense scene and i think the voice actor for um for yukine does a fantastic job of showing just the desperation that his character feels yeah Um, yeah they definitely did a great job in that yeah they did such an amazing job and um props to them for 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 just giving probably the voice performance of season one Um, Notice how I say season one, because I think that there is a better one in season two. (laughs) But this episode, I think if it's not in your top three, I think that you're wrong. So (laughs) that's my number one, episode nine. What is your number one, buddy? I'm interested to see where you go with it. My number one is episode 12, the last episode. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going to go. Where'd you think I was going to go? I'm curious now. Uh, honorable mention, I guess, to episode eight. That's the one where uh, Yukine like is at, they're at the school and like Yukine hits all the windows with the bat okay. and everything. And you have that little sub arc with Yato and the little kid yeah. and the the box cutter and everything. So yeah. So, so
1: like, that one would probably be at four for me
0: it would have been my number four too i I, I had a hard time not keeping it off
1: yeah um anyways i picked episode 12 i think this one's epic with the whole fight scene that's going on um and i think it was really cool being able to um how do i say this When ah, I'm getting
0: stumbled over my own words. Don't worry, I'll Um, cut all the silence. Yeah, go for
1: it. (laughs) I'm all of it in. in
0: All of it in now.
1: (laughs) I think it's awesome. Okay, so I think it's awesome when they're fighting when everybody else is like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And this whole thing's happening. And then out of nowhere, you know, he just gets like this boost and he just like sort of starts going off like crazy. Mm. I think yeah. it's just a super epic episode. Like watching this fight scene was like one of my favorite things of the season. yeah and I think I think that fight scene is really really cool. And I just love at the end when he like slices and cuts the tree.
0: Yeah uh, it's really really cool to see like... Y- Yato's past explained a little bit. Yes, going yeah. from a god of calamity to a delivery god, and I get shivers down my spine whenever he says the "This is the land of the rising sun." That yeah. little spiel. Yep, it. Is, I, I get shivers down my spine whenever yeah. he says it because it's yeah. Just so. so cool.
1: Yeah, it has that? It has hiori where she's like, I like how she was able to like, get past Nora's stuff. I don't know if that happens in this episode or if it was the one previous to it. Um, no, it was in this one. It was at the end of this one. Um, I think that was really cool to, like, see like her, like, willpower almost to, like, fight past and, like, remember who Yato is. Um, And, like, later on, we'll see kind of more of her, like, having to remember. But, like, normally, like, nobody remembers them. And I think the fact that she's able to has always been, like, an interesting, cool thing that's happened. So her being able to, like, get past Nora, who seems, you know, super powerful, all this, all this, like, magical stuff. She's able to, like, get past it is really cool. Um, But also when... Man, I'm always forgetting names here. (laughs) Yeah, so this episode has the awesome fight scenes. It has Hiyori being able to like overcome the stuff and remember everything on her own without the help of everybody else. Um, And then it also has Yukine, which it shows him like doing this super big attack thing, which cuts the tree. Um, But he's also able to separate like what he wants to cut and what he doesn't want to cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the first, like, big attack thing that he's been able to do since, like, the whole thing of him rebelling happened. Yeah. Which kind of just shows his really power, cool. and I thought it was really awesome to see.
0: Yeah. I love how can uh, is just portrayed as this, like basically is like so much potential and yato says this like i can't give up the kid's potential like he has the potential to be something special and it pays off really really well yeah and you're really starting to see it here you know what i mean exactly
1: and i just liked that a lot
0: yeah um but that i think that's a good list i had uh so just running back down the list so that everybody can remember i had uh for my number three I had Where Happiness Lies, for number two I had Scary Person, and for number one I had Name.
1: And then your list, Spencer? Mine was... third was episode 9. Um, second was episode 4, and the first was episode 12
0: yeah so we we genuinely loved episodes four and nine
1: <laughs> yes yeah those were two very yeah. good
0: episodes they were they were um but we're gonna take a small break real quick and then when we come back we're gonna be doing the meat and potatoes of the show why you should versus why you shouldn't we'll be right back
2: hey there podcaster are you looking for a new podcast review show are you also a science fiction fan? Well, then, we here at Raven Lunatic Media have a surprise for you with the show Sci Fi Melody. Unlike most science fiction podcasts, we aren't making stories, instead, we're reviewing them. From shows to movies to even sometimes other podcasts, we review and rip or pick apart our favorites of the science fiction genre. Regardless of your age, gender, race, creed, or otherwise, we cater to any and all science fiction fans. And that doesn't stop at the sci-fi fans from North America. No, no. We also cater to the multinational fans. For example, do you speak Russian? Listen to what this fan has to say.
1: Привет. Я вообще не люблю uh, I didn't
2: think you were gonna say that in Russian, that wasn't in the script, but, but you know what, that's okay, I, that's a great endorsement, I don't know why there's a Hawaii in there, but that's a ringing endorsement if I ever heard one, uh, ooh, we also have a German fanbase, Hey Katrina? Hi! Ja,
1: yeah, er hat mich dazu gebracht, die Show anzuhören. Es ist auf jeden Fall besser, als Hausaufgaben zu machen. Wenigstens ein bisschen. Wieso machen eigentlich die erwachsenen Männer sowas? Die meisten Filme und Shows sind eh blöd. Aber ich denke für einige kann es sogar ganz lustig sein, aber für mich ist es
2: Quatsch. That's right. Sci-fi Melody is Quatsch. Wait. I know that word. It means nonsense or crap. No, it means fun. No, it would have if you had said Spaß. You said quatsch. I heard you. You don't speak German enough to... I can hear the words, and you specifically said... Nafts. No, I... Oh, now you're going back to German to hide. Okay. You know what? Forget what she said. Sci-fi malady, not quatsch, only on Raving Lunatic Media. Get the reviews, catch the sickness, and support us if you want to avoid ads like this where someone trash is the awesome show
0: and we're back with why you should uh, welcome back to uh, the people who just heard that awesome ad I don't know which ad it's gonna be but it was an awesome ad nonetheless uh, Spencer are you ready for the meat and potatoes of the show why you should versus why you shouldn't
1: uh, yes, I am. I am very
0: much I, so ready. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty overwhelmingly positive. Um, I think there's one big thing that I have a problem with. I don't know if you have any any things for why you shouldn't. But I think we're going to start with the bad and end with the good this time. Uh, okay. So what, what if is you your have bad, something... What is your bad? So, I, We talked about it a little bit earlier. I think the season should have ended after you uh, after Yukine got exercised. And then that l- like little three episode bit after, I think that should have been like like a movie or like a between season movie, kind of like how uh like Demon Slayer has Mugen train, almost like yeah. that. Um because usually anime's first seasons they're usually about 12 episodes long for like a pilot season and i think that noragami's pilot season like i felt like it was too short because i felt like rabo just kind of came out of nowhere um i i mean i guess you could technically say that the main villain wasn't even rabo it was more nora than anything yeah um but I I'm, I saw Rabo and I was like, oh, this will probably be the big bad for like season two. I remember saying that when I first watched it and then he died three episodes later and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Like I just wish he had more buildup. Like those three episodes, they're not bad episodes by any means. I just think that they needed more to them. And I think it would have really put more emphasis on on the relationship between regalia and god between yukine and um yato for that first season um they could have maybe expanded a little bit on it kind of making yukine more at odds with yato showing more how yato felt about the situation um And, like, maybe showing him gradually getting a bit more worn down. Um, You could have also done some cool stuff with Bishamon. Kind of, like, them avoiding her for season one. And then took a break, did, like, this between-season, like, movie. Where it's with Rabo and it's with Nora. And you're kind of seeing, like how Yukine is dealing with like trying to be this good regalia how he's kind of dealing with like going against Noda again uh kind of that so I felt like there should have been just this small little break because it just felt like this was kind of forced down our throats and I compare it to um, My Hero Academia. Like, My Hero Academia, at the end of Season 1, the villains were kind of just shoved down your throat and you're just like, these are the villains! (laughs) But what My Hero Academia did right was that they kept those villains (laughs) while um, Rabo kind of bites the dust pretty quick. I don't know, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it felt like it ended after Episode 9, like the Season did feel like it came to an end there um making it a movie would be a a pretty good idea um yeah i don't know how i feel about like changing anything before nine though like i i don't know if i would want really much more content there i think the way they did it was really well yeah, I'm um, just more thinking like if we're doing like a 12 episode. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just saying season, like if you like, cut it they're off, they're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were gonna cut it off, like episode nine was a great cutoff point, but then you still have those three yeah. episodes. Um,
0: and they could have like done three episodes of just them getting jobs or something. Yeah, like, or yeah. Around town, or like um, maybe defeating mini, mini, uh, what are they called? Phantoms, mini phantoms or yeah, something. Like
1: yeah, yeah. Um. I think it still worked well with like the villain thing because Nora was the one, right? Um, like it continues well there. Like if Nora just showed up at that point too, I would have been like, yeah, no. But since Nora was there, it still helped it along. Um, but I do yeah. agree with you that Rabo did seem like he was going to be there for a longer period of time than he was yeah
0: rabbo was like everybody was like hyping him up like oh this new serial killer um calamity god is in town and i was like oh that's awesome and then like three episodes later he's dead and i'm like oh not so awesome yeah yeah (laughs) i will say nora does help a lot with the transition between the two arcs i don't even want to call that second bit an arc though like like it's not really an arc it's just kind of an a- addition i guess you could say to to the previous arc which is weird because i guess you could say it's an arc i don't know it, three episodes could be an arc i guess it's a very um, small to, arc a, yeah a mini arc because i mean like there are some season like there are some arcs of naruto and, and and even black clover and i think there's a couple one piece arcs that are pretty short too right
1: I'd, yeah. I have not watched the
0: entirety of One Piece because that is just a behemoth that's waiting to crash down on me. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if uh, there's any One Piece ones that are, like, this short. <laughs> yeah. Um, but usually those are, like, like, side stuff or, like, filler arcs. Uh, like, three episodes. This is episodes. a lot of, like,
1: main story stuff that's happening. Yeah.
0: Three episodes to resolve, like, a full-on arc. I don't think worked super well. Um, I thought what they did was good, like with the time that they had left, I just thought it could have been done better, I guess, if that makes sense. Either that or like introduce, uh, like you had introduced Bishamon like in season one, like instead of introducing Bishamon in season 1, you could have introduced Rabo around then. Like, if they had introduced Rabo in, like, episode 4, or, like, when they introduced Nora, or even, like, 5 or 6, like, that would have been good. Like, it would have been like, oh, cool, like, we're ramping up towards this villain, like, even if you're hearing in episodes 4, 5, and 6, like, oh, there's a, a whole bunch of serial killings happening right now, like, what's happening? But you don't hear that until episode... I believe when the the uh, Hiyori's friends start saying like yeah there's this new there's this new serial killer going around it's crazy and you don't even get to see much of him killing like doing like the killings and stuff like that you get to see like one little bit where he's like in this river and he kills like eight or nine people but other than that Rabo wasn't that cool of a character in my brain so yeah he yeah. kind of fell flat so I guess my, my problem isn't really with the arc. I guess it's more with Robbo as, <laughs> as a character. I think I'm just talking myself after, after into all hating something. Yeah, yeah. I guess Robbo's the problem. <laughs> Not after the arc saying everything I just
1: said, scratch it all. Just is the
0: problem. <laughs> I mean, like, I just wish they did more with him, I guess. It's yeah. like, I, I don't know. Where where, where are you going to take this? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I think I don't mind the way they did it. I think if like left as, as is I think it's still fine and great. Um, if yeah. they took the last three and made it a movie, I would have been a, totally okay with that as a movie. Um, yeah. The big thing I think with it is um, like kind of seeing Yato's past. Yeah, that's um, the big thing with it. It, and I feel like it was, like, placed there as a good spot for it. Um, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right after the whole thing happens, then we start being like, okay, now we have Yato. like, who actually is he? Now that we've gone through all this stuff. Yeah. Because, like, until um. then, you, like... <laughs> he's still mysterious, and you're still trying to figure it out. Um, But yeah, I liked that a lot for that, like, purpose of it being there. Um, And I think it's, like, when I was remembering this, like I was saying before, like, the... up until, like, episode 9, I thought that was season 1, and then I thought season 2 was the other part. Like, in my brain, like, it just... a lot more happened in there. I don't even know what I thought happened there. Yeah, I remembered it as being longer, and I, th- I swear it was in season two that it happened. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. almost even if it wasn't, like, a movie, but it just, like, started off season two with that. Like, I would even be okay with that, but... Yeah, because I can, like,
0: I wish, like, they just... I wish they just ended the season, like right at that climax where like they, I I wish they would like add maybe like the first little bit of episode 10 to the end of episode nine where like... Um, you kind of see, uh, Yukine and Yato kind of get a- getting along and like, Yukine's picked up a job now at the shop and everything. Like you get to see that at the end and then boom, done season one. And then season two can either start with the, the Rabo stuff or you make a movie with the Rabo stuff and you can, you can add more ramp up to it. You can add like a bit more of Hiyori kind of forgetting who Yato is and maybe exploring how Yato feels about it bit more because one of the main things that upset me with that th- those three episodes as well is like while Yato you get to see Yato's reaction, you don't get to see him have like a genuine like serious reaction to it. Like where he's like you don't get to like actually hear how he's a hundred percent feeling, which is a little bit um jarring. So you're just like, I, oh I guess this is affecting liked, Yuki name. I liked more than that, that I liked and, that
1: part of it though. Cause he's still a character that's, like, hidden and mysterious in a way. Like, yeah. I feel like if it showed too much of him doing that, it would be too much of just, like, a click-bam, totally changed in personality. Um, I think it's, it does it well here, where it's slowly, like, builds a reaction from him. And then kind of in that last fight, you see... His reaction to it in like kind of his own way of him like getting worked up about it and like trying to protect everybody and all this stuff you know
0: yeah but even with that i wish like yukine and, and yato had more of a conversation like you could even argue that like kind of them putting more emphasis on it like yukine talking to yato like why don't you feel anything right now like if you're arguing the, that, like, you want Yato to kind of be a bit more serious with that, you could have Yukine kind of getting angry at Yato a little bit. Like, why are you feeling like this? Almost like, and then Yato's like, hey, remember what we just went through. Your anger is still a sin and stuff like that. So, like, it's going to sting me a little bit. Because you get a little bit of that, I think, one, Yeah, but I, like, two. you were
1: just saying, like, you don't want to have that right after that whole thing happened. Like, the whole thing is that, like, Yukine now trusts Yato. Like, even though he's not having, like, this reaction or that reaction, like, it's not, like, he's starting to get a handle on, like, trusting him and, like, believing in him almost, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, you don't really get
0: to see too much of that until Season 2, because you get to see, like, in those three episodes, Yukine does, like, do some of that stuff in those last three episodes of that arc. So, like him going and taking the book and going over to see Hiyori and like crying and being sad and stuff like that stings Yato and you get like you get to see that like he like goes ah what are you doing now so like he still has like those things where he goes and he does that so I don't think it's too out of character for Yukine and i mean you're not just gonna like like you're saying you're not just gonna on a dime character switch like yukine still has these feelings he's not just gonna end them they don't really 100 end until like i guess towards the end of season two where they're kind of more working as main regalia and and uh and and god together so i feel like you could add a bit more just
1: just like emotion to it i guess i yeah no i still disagree I, i don't think that yato should be reacting any differently than he is in this i think uh, part of the reason guess. why he's doing it is for yukane's sake but also it just is how he works as a character and i think they did that really well so i disagree with you completely on that one topic there Uh, I disagree with you
0: because if you remember like back in episode 3 like it was episode 3 whichever one the train one was where these people were about to like take their own lives Yato is very like he's very vocal about his emotions on it it's like if these people are like this they don't deserve to live And I feel like it would match his character enough if they just channeled something like that to go through it. I don't know. It didn't happen, so why does it matter? So, (laughs) um, do you have any reasons for the season for why you shouldn't watch this season?
1: No, not particularly.
0: Nothing really comes to mind. That was my really only, like, one that I had. Everything else I thought. And it's
1: kind of like a really nitpicky thing almost. I feel like with the last three, because like we were saying, like the last three is still good. We were just talking about like where to place it. Yeah. So like, it's like, yeah,
0: it's like a pacing thing more than anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's just like, you just had this awesome scene and we were talking about this, I think, uh, last week when we were talking about Black Clover. It's like, you get into this really big, like awesome moment in an anime and then like, Right afterwards, it's this not so awesome moment, and then you're like, uh, it kind of takes you out of it, a yeah, little bit. yeah. So, like, I think that's what it did to us. I think that's kind of what it does. It has this big, awesome moment of the exorcism, and then it doesn't go immediately into something else that's really, really cool, or it doesn't have like a good pace, kind of like, uh, what did we, what did we review the Capital Invasion arc, like something like that. I felt yeah, like it didn't yeah. have something to bridge it between well. Um, And I think that's just like a a limitations thing where they were like, well, we have to have 12 episodes for our pilot season. Um, Here we
1: go. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So now we can get into the awesomeness of this season and why you should. And I took up a lot of time talking there, so I'm going to let you kind of go first here uh, for why you should watch this season.
1: So what it does really well is... It balances, like, a comedic aspect with, like, the heavy kind of emotional stuff. Um, And it does it really well. There's a lot of, like, really funny moments in here, but a lot of them also, like, you know, hit pretty hard in the the feels. You know what I mean? Um, So it's really enjoyable to watch for that aspect, but it also, it does a really good job at, like, building up the characters to where you really are invested in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. And I just think that it does those things so well that it's just worth a watch. I mean, it does a ton of other things incredibly well, but just just off of that alone, like it's a definite watch for me
0: yeah i think this season is really really good with with how the characters balance each other out because you have characters who are more serious you have characters who are more funny and and i think this season deals with a very difficult subject of of kind of going through life in your teenage years with um being different and i think they portray that a lot through yukine and there's also, like, some sub-stuff, like like loyalty and, and, and caring and stuff like that, and almost like a father-son relationship between Yukine and, and uh, Yato, and you can, like, delve into that. But I think that the main thing for the season was Yukine dealing with being different. And I think that it tackled that subject extremely well. And I said it earlier, these writers really knew how to write a teenager Who's going through mental health trouble? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just think they did an extremely good job at that. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you're able to relate to that, I think you can go into this season. Cause I remember going into the comments in some of these Crunchyroll episodes, and everybody was like, Oh, Yukine's awful, Yukine's a terrible character. But and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yukine is like the second best character of the season besides Yato. Like they just didn't see, I guess, what the writers were going for in yeah. the season. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I guess some people can relate to characters more than others, but...
1: Yeah, I think everybody was... Dig at those it's easy to go through and see, like, Yato and being like, oh, this horrible kid's doing all this stuff to Yato, but they aren't really looking at it as, like, the relationship between Yato and Yukane and what Yukine is going through, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. just seeing it almost as a perspective as, like, this kid's just doing this th- to Yato and, like... Almost as if like Yato doesn't really know what's going on in a sense, because yeah. like he's being very Even intentional. Their minds are literally linked. <laughs> yeah, like he's being very intentional in how he's doing stuff, but I don't think like some people would really catch on to that right away. Yeah,
0: and I think. I think that's okay. I think it's okay to not be able to pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's bad when you start bashing the character and just saying he's a bad character because he does bad things because you can't understand the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's a dangerous thing to say, I think. This only applies to anime. This only (laughs) applies to anime. Do not... Do not... Uh, mark me down for saying that that's in real life As well but as a character On a show I think it's Not cool to just go this character's Bad because he does Bad things and I can't wait For somebody to clip This and then uh, Find a take that I have In either a future episode or a past episode Where I have said something <laughs> Along those lines Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but speaking of laughter I think this season is really funny too I think there we mentioned like in our top episodes too that like this season like has a whole bunch of laughs like in our top episodes we have one episode where they're just falling for like eight minutes straight <laughs> and yeah. Yukide even says we've been falling for a long time yeah yep um, really are there funny. any jokes that stick out for you um... like from this season cause there are a couple for me
1: I think, like, the biggest one was the falling thing. Like, I think out of everything, that's what stood out most to me as, like, the funniest point. Um... But there was also, like, another point that I thought was really funny when they're talking about, like, in the beginning, when Yano's like, it costs this much, and holds up five fingers, and she's like, oh, no, 55,000, or, like, whatever it is, and I'm like, why 55, like, why'd you get the second five, like, it was just a really funny, like, why would it be that number? And then he's like, no, five yen. And then later on, when, uh oh... (laughs) Um, what's it, Kofuku? Kofuku. Kofuku. That's what it Co- is. Kofuku. <laughs> well, uh, like spelling it like... It's spelled K-U-F-U-K-U, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It. So it's hard to remember. Anyways. Yeah. When she does it, she's like, oh, I can do five yen. She's like, no, not five yen. Five million. And it ends up being yeah. like the ridiculously high number.
0: <laughs> the student discount, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only one. Um, There are a couple jokes that I remember from this season. I think the funniest one is when um, Hiyori forgets Yato and they're like at that street and he like gets up behind her real quick and like all serious goes, maybe we should get in bed together.
1: Yeah. Yep. That was really funny. (laughs) Hiyori's like, (laughs) Um,
0: there are a couple other funny moments, like at the beginning when Yato was in her bed and she's like, who are you? um i i thought that hiori like slipping out of her body like and going to the cat form was really funny a lot of times where like she would just be like oh yeah yeah." she'd like still be talking to her friends and then she'd look down and be like yep i'm i'm asleep yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) i thought that that was really funny too there are some really good funny moments in here yeah um also when um uh uh, right before hiori takes uh Yukine into her house uh they're talking Kiori's like reprimanding Yato like it's all ex-girlfriends and girlfriends and friends with benefits yeah, this yeah. is not a good yeah. way to be bringing up
1: <laughs> Yukine <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I thought was funny I was laughing
1: um, I, I thought it was hilarious too and she was looking for the regalia she was just going all these like evil possessed spirits <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. finds someone, she calls him up he goes there he's like what is that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man um do you have anything else that you want to mention uh for why you should watch this season i think i i think we hit everything that i wanted to talk about there are a couple other. Th- There's one other thing. I think that the season is just super epic. I, I I'm using that word very loosely because I don't know uh, how else to describe it. Um, I've mentioned this a couple times, but I love just the consistency of the like. This is the land of the rising sun. Uh, you do not belong here. I can't do the full thing because I don't remember all of it, but um, you will be cleansed and stuff like that. Like I thought that was yeah. super cool. Yeah. I thought both of the fights. Between Rabo and Yato, and between um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I almost called her Bathsheba for no reason. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Bishamon. Bishamon. Thank you. Love my life. Um, <laughs> that's the only words I could think of for some reason. Um, but no, like those two fights were really, really cool. Kind of to get getting to see Kofuku's power as well in that in the the fight between Bishamon and Yato. I thought that was cool um but i thought this season overall was just really really epic um and next season it gets even better and we've been teasing next season so much that like we're gonna have to do it pretty soon after anime april (laughs) yeah 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 because after that it's just gonna it's it's gonna go like just balls to the wall crazy awesome um but if there's nothing else that you want to mention, I think we can uh, wrap this up. What do you think?
1: I I think we're good. I think we hit Sweet. everything.
0: Um so, what would you what would you say to Uh, People listening. Would you say that this, that Norigami Season 1 is worth watching? Is it, you should watch it or you shouldn't watch it?
1: Okay, 100% you should be watching this. It is an amazing anime that everybody should at least give a chance. I
0: 100% agree. I think this season, for all the reasons we've said this entire podcast, really, really good. Even if you just watch the first nine episodes, like, that those like alone are amazing. And then those last three from, from 10 to 12 are also really, really good. Um, and I can't wait to do season two because it gets even better. So I would say you should go watch this show. Uh, go watch Noragami season one, go watch Noragami season two. Cause we're going to be reviewing it pretty soon. Uh, but I want to go ahead and end this off here. I want to say thank you to Spencer for joining us once again. Um, he's probably just going to join us for 99.9% of these episodes, other than the ones that I have other guests on. Um, but, uh, thank you for coming on again, Spencer. Of, of course, of course. Always enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening as well. Uh, if you uh, want this show ad-free, uh, there is a link in the description, which will bring you to a support page where you can support us here at Raven Lunatic Media. Help support me and all the other people here at Raven Lunatic Media. Um, you can also check out on Raving Lunatic Media, the Discord. You can also check out the other amazing shows we have on uh, the network, AKA Sci-Fi Malad. My dog is currently jumping around in his cage, I think, right now. I'm going to restart that real quick. You can also check out the other awesome shows on Sub. Uh, you can also check out the other awesome shows on Raving Lunatic Media, like Sci-Fi Malady, Zodiac Task Force. You can check out the backlogs of the Casatorium, backlogs of this show as well. And there's gonna be a new show coming out fairly soon called the janitor so i want to say thank you once again for listening and we'll catch you next time on why you should And you better start running
1: and if you want to like just hear my audio because you hate Matt's voice there's a link in the description to the podcast of just me talking there isn't <laughs> i will not be putting that in there yes there is no there isn't you better put it there uh, Yona, if you, if you, to all my fans out you, there, <laughs> Spencer fans, yeah, just always <laughs> upload a second track of just
0: my audio. Like after the the normal pod, just put just your audio. Yes, yeah, exactly. If if they pay if they pay an extra five dollars a month, they can get just the Spencer track. i <laughs>